Football is all the way back. We've worked an entire offseason for this. We've been working on projections over at Analytics, and we've been working on looking at the pick and board. That's what we're here to talk about. Episode number one of Player Profilers Underdog Themed Pick and Power Hour starts now. I clicked the wrong button, didn't I? You did. We will you get want, to that. want to start <laughs> over? <laughs> well, on, on a live stream, you don't get to start over, but we'll have that figured out by episode number uh, two. Yeah, I, I figured everybody would get a joke out of it on the live stream if I asked if we wanted to do a do-over. If, if Seth Dewald is watching, he he, he has uh, messed this up on, on the round table before, um, and you know he has no shame in admitting it, so I'll take one strike on me. But we're here, nevertheless, we're yeah. here. My name is Ahan Rungta at Ahan Rungta. You may have seen me on some other player profiler shows before, and I'm here with my co-host. Uh, I'm Trevor Tipton. Uh, you'll see me on this at Player Profiler this season. And we're excited. We're going to have a bunch of stuff for Underdog each week. Um, you know, for those who are in also our Discord watching, we're going to have stuff in our Discord that you get access to. There's going to be articles out. And our goal is to find you guys value every week for your uh, pick and plays for uh, Underdog. Absolutely. And Underdog is a fantastic place for all of us, really. I mean, we, we've drafted through Underdog, and uh, we've we've played Pick'em through Underdog. I was doing Pick'em uh, content last year myself, but let's hear a word from our sponsor before we get right into it. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD, I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an Underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your Underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can 5x your payout. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is UNDERWORLD. For an instant deposit match up to $100, Underdog is the truest friend of the Underworld. And as you heard in this week's sponsor video, promo code UNDERWORLD on Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't already gotten in, now is the time to do it. We're going to start with the season-long entry, though. And uh, if you haven't already followed us on Twitter, well... You may have missed out on some of these. This is why we're here twice a week, every Wednesday and Friday, so that we can get ahead of some of these lines. We'll start with the season-long entry, though. Trevor, you kick it off. We have someone playing tomorrow. Who is it that we're backing for the season-long? So this, I feel personally, is, to take a term, grossly mispriced this season. We are going with David Montgomery of the Detroit Lions. Let me tell you why we like Monty. First, he's behind what is arguably the second best line in the NFL this season, right? Eagles are won by most, you know, general rankings, but Detroit's line is going to be one of the best run lines in the NFL. We saw what they did with Jamal last year, how he got all those touchdown equity, all that goal line work, and he is going to be the back when they are 
down near the goal line. He's getting the ball. And underdog gave us the ability to play this at six and a half. I think he's closer to nine or 10 this season. And if he goes double digits, I wouldn't be shocked behind that offensive line. They paid him in the off season. Sure. They drafted Gibbs. They drafted Gibbs to be what they wanted Swift to be. They just felt like Swift wasn't, wasn't ever fully leaning up to expectations. And that's why they let him go in my opinion. And now you're going to take a true one, two down back. And I think this is going to be a dangerous two-headed monster. But anytime they're near the goal line, they're giving us Monty at six and a half. We're taking the over on that. And I think it gets started pretty early, as in tomorrow night. A little uh, spoiler alert for a little later in the show, Trevor. I like it. No, but as as is the case with all uh, of our picks in our season-long entry, I'm on board with this as well. The, these five picks were both 100% on the same page with and we like this even before Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson just cryptically came out and said, we might use Jameer Gibbs in some ways that people don't quite think we might. And if that means Jameer Gibbs is playing wide receiver and David Montgomery is at a running back, so be it. Yeah, sign me up. I, uh, I am a fan of that, uh, of that if that's the way they use it. Another uh, running back we're backing, and, uh, you know, it's a little easier to back David Montgomery for maybe people who have been following uh, uh, the player profiler shows for a while. Maybe a little less easy to back Ezekiel Elliott. But, again, another line that I think is not priced correctly, we have Ezekiel Elliott higher than four and a half rushing touchdowns. If I told you that there was a player that scored at least six rushing touchdowns every season of his career and now is in a position where he's – probably in the best spot to stay healthy for a year, full year that he's ever been after already being a poster child for staying healthy, sign me up. Uh, and right now, Zeke is backing up Ramondre Stevenson. But one of the reasons I was fading Ramondre Stevenson in fantasy all offseason long is because I expected Bill Belichick, as a Patriots fan, I expected Bill Belichick to bring in someone to take on some of that that dirty work near the goal line and that's just what Zeke is going to do for this offense. Uh, last year, the Patriots uh, only rushed for 12 touchdowns, but guess what? This offense is going to be a little better. It can't get much worse efficiency-wise with what they were doing last year. Mac is going to be healthier, but also Bill O'Brien is in town much better than what we're going to see last year. If this Patriots offense takes any step forward, Ezekiel Elliott to fall in the end zone, you know, just – Get over the hump, hit someone, fall into the end zone five times. I will take that every day of the week. Ezekiel Elliott, higher than four and a half rushing touchdowns. I love it. And we're going to go into one now that um, due to the timing of the show, we had to pivot from a little bit on the play. Uh, We're using the same player here. But this, in my opinion, and this is going to ruffle some feathers, but this is the tight end one this season as long as he stays healthy. And we're going with Darren Waller of the New York Giants to have over one and a half hundred yard receiving games. I am excited. You have to remember, Brian Dabal made Dawson Knox a top fantasy tight end. Dawson Knox. I like Knox. I think he's a good, solid blocking tight end, but he's not an elite dynamic pass catcher like Darren Waller. And if you've followed all at all in camp, it is crystal clear that Danny Dimes loves him some Darren Waller. So 
his touchdown line, which I still think is too low, is at four and a half. But for this play, it got moved up to five. And as we model him out this year and we look at our player profiler projections that Billy and Dario have worked on so hard this year, we love him over one and a half hundred yard receiving games. I think he could do it. And if say he's not healthy, a hundred percent, say he gets 12 games. I still think he hits that over. I think he's going to be used. He's going to be their target. And I, I really see Waller having a, you know, 12 to 1300 yard season here. Absolutely. And I, I'm fine with, uh, you know, our pivot. Originally we had uh, the, the uh, touchdowns and then I put that in as in my article as a season long bet you can take on a sports book. And uh, speaking of sports book, if some of you are also trying to get in on that action, we have a show for that. It's called The Juice every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we highly recommend going there if you want some of your betting action as well run by the great Memphis Young. Now, going back to this Waller thing, one more thing I want to say. I love it that you mentioned that he might not stay healthy, and we, this could still hit by week six. This Giants team is going to, no matter how good they are, they will play in a tough schedule. They're in a tough division. They're going to have to pass a lot. Daniel Jones stepped up as a passer last year. They're going to put the rock in his hands. And it's one of the reasons I like Saquon as well for fantasy. I, this doesn't really take away from Saquon. Saquon's going to eat this offense. It's going to be better because of Darren Waller. So love that higher than one and a half games with 100 receiving yards. Uh, next up, just the perfect transition. Matt Babbage is in the crowd tonight. Love to see Matt in the crowd. Hey, hosting, hosting the Dynasty Roundtable, which I'll be on later tonight. Great to see you, Matt. Perfect transition into uh, maybe my favorite athlete uh, on the planet right now. Could not include him once I saw this line was where it was. DK Metcalf higher than seven and a half receiving touchdowns last year he had six receiving touchdowns and that was really the only year of his first three years of his career where it looked like this line was competitive uh and he saw a lot of uh you know underperformance in the red zone he ranked number two in the nfl in red zone targets and this, the the whole geno smith didn't write back stuff like a lot of people are still not buying into Geno Smith and the Seahawks offense, but I am. Geno Smith, in his limited playing time two years ago, was putting up good numbers, and he did more of the same last year. So I'm buying into the Seahawks offense. And adding Jackson Smith and Jigba, that's why we're getting a discount on this. But DK Metcalf's role in the end zone, he's still the number one. Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to help better this offense. So we actually should see more volume in the red zone for the Seahawks all around. The Seahawks are in on Geno Smith. They're going to pass in the red zone. And the two years of his career before that, 12 touchdowns, then 10 touchdowns. He's the ideal specimen for a red zone target. If you think the Seahawks offense takes any step forward the way I do, seven and a half is criminal. And to, to piggyback on that with him, the reports are that um, as much as Pete doesn't love it, they know to be competitive, they're going to have to throw more, which, you know, goes against Carroll's DNA. If you follow Carroll for any length of time, if he had his choice, he's old school. He'd run the ball 80 times a game. In this offense, drafting JSN where they did, this line should be nine and a half. This line shouldn't be seven and a half, even with JSN. So in the ability to correlate and tie these all in together, and what an opening matchup for DK 
<laughs> they they get the Rams. So for anybody who's unaware about how bad the Rams' defense is, they have out of their eleven starters. So take Aaron Donald out. So now we're down to ten. Okay, out of those ten, eight of them are either undrafted, six round, or rookie picks. That's the defense the Seahawks are going against in Week One. DK could get two thirds of you know a third of the way there opening week against that defense. I love the sound of that. You know I love me some uh, DK Metcalf anytime touchdown. Uh, last but not the least, this was one that I think was at the top of both of our lists. It's one where the projection for the season-long projections done by Billy Muzio and Dorio Ofstein, this is off by two full receiving touchdowns in the projections, and I think he outdoes their projections. Christian Watson Five and a half, or it's five receiving touchdowns on underdog. I don't know if that's still up, but that's where we got it. We need six to uh, cash the higher. We need five for a push. I think this is one that he can get even if he plays half the season. That's how much I love it. Trevor, what do you got on this? So this is one we were both, it, it's this is one we just both went, okay, that's that's just wrong. Because we started looking on underdog and looking at these pickums and looking at value, this is one we both were like, okay, they they missed this. This is how good Christian Watson is, guys. He got my Niners. For those, if you get to watch the video and you're not just listening on podcast, I got my Niners jersey on. We just, side note, thankfully we just paid Bosa. Uh, he is very, very wealthy now, by the way. But I digress back to uh, Christian Watson. This is how good Christian Watson is. He made Trey Lance get drafted by us and us give up three first round picks. That's how good Christian Watson is. And if you just, even in the preseason, if you watch him, he, there, he is not just running by, he is torching defenders. He's open by three, four yards, which in the NFL, that might as well be 10. If you have a, your number one receiver that's getting open by that much. Now I've got some messages today everybody freaking out. Oh, we did practice today. Guys, it's they're keeping guys under control. I'm not worried about it. He has to score a touchdown in one third of the games this season and we win. I give me that value on what I would argue is a top 10 receiver in the NFL this year. Sign me up. And I mentioned DK Metcalf being the perfect red zone target. This is about as close as it gets with the skill set. Uh, I worked on the Breakout Finder uh, last year. If you haven't already downloaded the Breakout Finder, well, it's very useful over the course of the offseason if you're playing Dynasty or you're playing Redraft. Uh, the Breakout Finder predicts how likely uh, a prospect is for a running back or a wide receiver to succeed in the NFL, especially for fantasy purposes, to have a breakout fantasy season. And Christian Watson was at in the top three of his class in that department, and he just did that when he was healthy last year. He did exactly what the breakout finder expected him to do. And uh, you know, I saw a tweet from uh, our friend uh, J.J. Zacharias in front of the program uh, who said, top seven rookie wide receiver yards per route run leaders since 2011. These are the names. Odell Beckham Jr., A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, who everybody's drafting in the second round this year, Tyreek Hill, and Christian Watson. This man's good at football. Unless Jordan Love is a complete bust, which I don't think is the case. I mean, even then Christian Watson might might cash this. But even if, but as long as Jordan Love 
is a decent NFL quarterback that can get through the season with a mediocre Packers offense, this is going to be easy. I couldn't agree more. I mean, listen to that company that Ahan just named off that he's in. And I mean, the only team in the NFL that this line would scare me on is the Arizona Cardinals. Because for those who've watched uh, either the old version or especially the new version of Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard, basically the Cardinals are putting Brucey in at quarterback this season and just, you know, just trying to figure out how they're going to get Mr. Williams out of UFC. But I couldn't agree more. There's so much upside in this offense. He is their number one, and he's their number one by a lot. Uh, he's going to get all the targets. He's going to get, you know, 120 plus targets this season. So much upside. And I love that the value's there for us. And I can't wait to take this down this year. And this is what the entry looks like in its full glory. And on Underdog, if you have a five pick entry, you can either do uh, an insured entry where you can still win money if one of these picks loses. Or you could go all in, which is better, which is better value long term if you go all in. So, you know, I, I took the bullet on this one. I did an insured entry and Trevor went all in on this. Um, and we placed 100 each. And if you didn't already see the tweet, if we go five for five, both of us will give our winnings away to the listeners. We will split it uh, among listeners and we will, we will have a, a method to do that giveaway. Uh, at the end of the season. And I can't wait for the, for the crowd in chat once we go five for five. Yeah. Uh, I think that we can hit this pretty early in the season uh, with some of the value here. I, I I think we could be celebrating a little bit sooner than, than we expect. Um, I would like this to be a no sweat. I, I'd like like week eight, week 10, just be done and move on. No, knowing, knowing just the, the, the entire brand of me spending my entire football fandom uh, hating on Zeke Elliott and then watching him sign with my team. Uh, we just know that's going to be the last lick uh, that we're <laughs> going to have to sweat. Um, but uh, for now, that's going to be the season long entry. You're going to all sweat that out with us. Uh, if you didn't get it in by now, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, this is why we have the, the two times a week show. So you can get on these lines early, which segues us right into there is a football game tomorrow. Feels so good to say that lions chiefs, and uh, we have explored the pick'em board. And Trevor, you, you kind of spoiled where you're going with this. Why are you backing said Lions player tomorrow? Yeah, I wanted to tee it up and uh, kind of tease the listeners here on where we're going, but not knowing what we're doing. So everybody's on David Montgomery's over rushing prop, which I like tomorrow. But the value in the pick'em for underdog is a rush or receiving touchdown so anytime touchdown from him on offense we like the over for david montgomery i think this is going to be a high scoring game tomorrow i think this game's going over and i want to be a surprise especially with the kelsey news uh if detroit could upset him uh, i think they're they're going to be tough but without without the presence that they need on that d line now uh, i think Detroit's going to push them around. And if they're not down near the goal line, Detroit showed last year, they, you know, they just hand the ball to Jamal and let them run in. Uh, that's what they're going to do with Monty. So I think there's a ton of value. And I don't think we'll see that uh, availability from the pickums later in the season on his, you know, touchdown that way. 
I, I said this, uh, you know, um, a, a few days ago on, on Twitter. This is going to be maybe the last time you see on, on the sports books uh, seeing David Montgomery at, at plus money because they, they haven't caught up on the fact that he's scoring at, well, at least seven, maybe ten touchdowns uh, this year. They haven't caught on to that. And Chris Jones might not play tomorrow, just to add on to everything. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, if you're constructing, you know, one of these two picks uh, on the same game, you do have to mix one team with another. You can't take you can't take two of the same player in one entry. Uh, luckily, I found not just a, a Chiefs uh, uh, a Chiefs pick that I like, but one that is weird, and that is the intersection in that Venn diagram of picks that I like. And I'm I'm not going to Patrick Mahomes. You know, there's there's no Kelsey to pick right now because we don't know what's going on. The Sky Moore line, who, you know, I love Sky Moore. Trevor likes Sky Moore tomorrow. Um, it, it's been moving, right? Here's one that probably won't move today, but get it in now just in case. Harrison Butker, higher than one and a half field goals made. And you might be like, that's so random. Well, there's value here. First off, this was a wagon last year. He hit this in almost every single game last year. Second, Travis Kelsey possibly being out. Well, probably if if he's out, that's going to decrease the red zone. He's out. They officially announced he's out while we're here on the show. I saw the alert. Well, look at Trevor being a good host and looking at Twitter during the show. Uh, I I, I had an alert. I had an alert set to hit if he was going to play or not. See, this is this is why we this is why we have you clutch with these. (laughs) So Travis Kelsey is out. So that means if you haven't picked up Juwan Johnson yet, you got to do that uh, so you can start him this week. But that's beside the point. Um, so Harris, so Harrison Butker is going to have field goal attempts simply because the Chiefs offense, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. They're still going to find a way to get to the red zone. Obviously it's still a high game total. I'm seeing for good reason. The Lions defense last year, they were bottom five in efficiency in the red zone. They, they allowed the fourth highest rate of red zone touchdown conversion rate this uh, off season. Most of what they did was addressing that defense. It won't be you know, it, it won't be enough to take Patrick Mahomes out of the red zone. It will be enough to force him into a few fourth downs. Harrison Butker, a, a prop that he hit in most of his games last year, and now we're getting it at Pickham on underdog in a better situation than the average Chiefs game last year. I am in. I, I love that pick to set up with this. We, you know, the overs over 54 in this game, no Kelsey there there's so much upside there and bucker if you're still playing fantasy uh season long leagues that have a kicker uh first shame on you two <laughs> if you are right you're you're taking bucker as one of the first kickers off the board because you know he does hit him you know he's next to tucker he's the second best kicker in the nfl for me i, I think there's a ton of value there in such a high scoring game and uh, that that those are our two primary picks. You know, you want to keep it disciplined early in the season. You're not trying to go crazy and blow all the bankroll on week one Thursday night football. We've got so much money to make. Um, and uh, if you are on Underdog, again, if you haven't joined yet, use promo code Underworld. This is what it's going to look like. You're going to go in the NFL tab. You're going to type the player's name and boom, David Montgomery higher than uh, a rushing plus receiving touchdown. So any type of, you know, touchdown um, he's going to get it. No, not a passing touchdown. There, there was a there was a uh, prop open someplace on Travis Kelsey to throw a touchdown, you know, in the entire season. It won't have an issue with Montgomery there. So just rushing plus receiving touchdown. Uh, and then Harrison Butker 
higher than one and a half field goals made. I'm going to place this now. You know, it's a two pick. The only way you can do this is is a is a standard. Uh, and I'm personally just going to going to place half a unit on this, and uh, we will see you at the cash counter. One of the things I love too with underdog on these values on the two is unlike a standard sports uh, book that doesn't do the DFS plays, right? If you try to go bet this instead, you're going to get your value decrease because they run them as they call them single game parlays. Whereas with underdog, you're able to do this DFS style, play this, um, and we're able to go from there. Okay. So I had a tweet alert set out on them. Um, I, I saw an alert pop up. So uh, cup, cup doesn't shock me at all. Um, yeah. I think his hammy's in a lot of trouble. More, you know, he's in his 30s a lot more than they say. Um, pushing Kelsey tomorrow doesn't make any sense either way for me. It doesn't make sense to have him in the game. It's a long season. I guess it's opening night. And he probably wants to play. But if you're the Chiefs, why do you risk your tight end one, wide receiver one, number one offensive option uh, when there's, you know, a lot, much more longer season to go? Yeah, so just for, for those listening on the podcast, there was a fal- false alarm. Uh, so Kelsey not officially out uh, now, but, you know, we, we like the Butker whether or not um, – well, that came out wrong. We, we like the Harrison Butker pick uh, whether or not Kelsey plays. Uh, Cooper Cup is the one uh, most likely going on, on the IR, as uh, Matt Babbage says. But David Montgomery, anytime touchdown, and Harrison Butker higher than one-and-a-half field goals – I like it. Yep. Yep. So I, I, we, go ahead. Uh, one of the things I say, they did have a notice earlier, though, uh, right as we're getting ready to start the show. Um, speaking of tight ends and our, our Waller pick, uh, Mark Andrews was limited in practice today. This, this tight end, tight end is like the worst <laughs> position to have problems this early in the season. Like, can we be better? Like, you know, if Juwan Johnson is available, I'm kind of fine. It's like whatever. But also, like, I spent a second-round pick on Mark Andrews. I spent a first-round pick on Travis Kelsey. Like, any other position, we're going to have these problems. But, yeah, you know, so, uh, so, I, I saw that one. Ooh, so someone asked, yeah, we, we got a question about fantasy, and I'm always up for these. Should I trade Amari Cooper for Cooper Cup? I already have DK, uh, T. Higgins, Drake London, and Zay Flowers full PPR. They've got uh, – Jalen Hurts, Bijan, and David Njoku. If you're playing in redraft, I would not trade Amari for Cooper Cup uh, personally, just because there's there's a serious high possibility uh, that Cooper Cup uh, is going on the IR right now, and the Rams are going to be real bad. You know, flashy news, they're going to be bad. Uh, the the I, I drafted Cooper Cup in one season-long league, and I, I have chalked the fact that Cooper Cup might not play this entire season. Like, I Worst case scenario is definitely possible. I, I don't I don't make that trade, and I get right if Cup's healthy and he's at full go, he can he can lead the league, right? He could easily be wide receiver one. We've seen him do it. Here's my challenge on why I don't love this trade because I don't think Stafford's quarterback. Uh, I think he's dealt as soon as there's a big injury. I think. And uh, for a contending team, I think they go to the Rams and somebody who's in contention that loses their quarterback goes and trades for Stafford. 
And then you got what Stetson Bennett trying to throw to him. Um, I think I think the Rams are going to unload all these contracts, try to get some draft picks back. Right, the Rams mortgaged the farm to win that Super Bowl, and they got it. They got their Super Bowl. They're excited, but they're in a bad spot when it comes to picks and capital and where their money's allocated. Uh, I don't make that trade. Um, I, I like Amari. Um, I don't know that Deshaun turns back into full Deshaun this season, but Cooper is their wide receiver one, and they are in a tough division, right? I think Pittsburgh is going to be much improved this year on offense. Obviously, Baltimore is going to be good, um, you know, and we all know how good the Bengals are. So that's a tough division to be in. Uh, they're going to have to throw the ball. And right now, you know, Cooper's there. Um, and I like your other three wide receivers. I get why maybe you'd consider it, but for me, it's a pass. Absolutely. Another question. Do you guys like Cole Komet this year? He's the guy I'm looking at targeting, but interested to hear your thoughts. Who? Uh, so Komet versus who? So I was all in on Komet last year, all those vacated targets in Chicago. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't know that he finishes top 12 this year. I think he has the skill set to, um, and he's definitely a guy, if you're going like late tight end, I, you know, I have exposure in best ball for sure. Um, because you know, he can definitely in best ball side, deliver those spike weeks. But if I'm in a redraft league that has one tight end, uh, he's probably not the guy I'm targeting in there. Um, I like, you know, if we're going to talk about targets a little bit later, um, it's the end of season now. So I don't mind sharing. I'm going after Dalton Kincaid. I'm going after Sam Laporta. I think, while rookie tight ends haven't always been monsters, I think those two have a chance to do some stuff that a lot of rookie tight ends haven't done. I think Dalton Kincaid is the wide receiver two for the Bills this season. I, I think it's Diggs. I think it's Kincaid. And I think he gets peppered with targets by Joss Allen. Yeah, that's something you heard on Mind of Mansion as well uh, when uh, Matt Kelly was uh, on uh, on the podcast with uh, with with Josh Larkey, um, and they were saying how Dawson Knox might get his in the red zone and be fantasy relevant, all while Dalton Kincaid is a top twelve tight end, and that, that's certainly a possibility because he can play that slot, which is where you want your fantasy tight ends to be playing anyway. So yeah, I'm on the same page with Cole Komet and. The, the thing with the Justin Fields offense is that no matter how how much better he, he gets as a passer this year, you know, our beliefs can be different on that. Uh, it's his best ability is still, you know, running the ball. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's that's where he's elite. Uh, so Cole Komet, you know, not possibly not not a top two target on a on an on an offense where the quarterback loves to run. Yeah, not, I, that's just why I'm, I'm pivoting to Juwan Johnson, but. To complete the show, if in case you missed it, uh, we have a season-long five-pick entry, which uh, you know most of the lines are now gone on underdog, but we have it locked in. We reviewed that, and we will do a cash giveaway after we go five for five on the entry. And for Thursday Night Football, a two-pick entry collab between us, uh, recommending half a unit on this. Uh, David Montgomery, higher than half a rushing plus receiving touchdown, and Harrison Butker, higher than one and a half field goals. We will see you at the cash counter, and we will see you on Friday for episode number two, getting into the entire week one Sunday and Monday schedule. For now, see you later.